Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Metronomes. This is going to be a really special one because I've been trying, thinking of getting this guest on the show for quite some time. I think I had to work down her nerves a little bit by trying to get her a genre that she can feel confident about commenting on. This is Lila Shaheen. She is the daughter of my first grade school teacher, who's the reason why I'm married to a Pakistani woman who's his niece. <laughs> and uh, there's kind of a long backstory with her father and I. Um, but this is pretty much the first real conversation me and me and her and have, have had because when she was at the wedding, she was too young and then we didn't really get a chance to talk much. I know she spoke a few times with my wife at that time, but yeah, I'm really excited to finally have this conversation with her. I'm going to have her quickly introduce herself, um, let the people know what she wants them to know about her. No, no pressure if you're private. And yeah, and then also, why does she love and why did she pick classical music for today's show? Hi, I'm Laila Shaheen. I'm 15. I live in Finland in a small town called Isalmi. And yeah, uh, so I go to middle school right now and my hobbies include playing the piano and playing the cello. And I'm also the pianist and singer of our worship band in our church. So, yeah, it's also worship music is something I do, but then, like, my other hobbies include classical music, like Josiah said there. I don't really know, I guess, classical music kind of came when I started studying at kind of the uh, music institute in here. That's kind of the music maybe that's given. I feel like kind of a year ago or so, I like started to go into classical music more deeply. I started listening and everything. And then, I don't know, I just got really fascinated by it. And I just, I don't know, I just really love it. And can't really explain, but I love playing. I love listening to it. And it just gives me chills. <laughs> and mm -hmm. yeah. Would you also consider it a beautiful type of music to meditate or study with or... Um or also just like to reflect on your instrumental talents to try to improve yourself? Well, of course, there's always that, you know, that, you know, kind of showing off, to be honest, like even the children, maybe, but, you know, yeah, there is. And of course, I like listening to it, you know, when I study and everything. And I think it's just like, it just develops your mind. It says, it, you know, people say that classical music is good for your mind. Like, I don't know what like any psychological facts you know or anything but i do think it's like somehow you can concentrate and everything so yeah it's you know good i feel like it's just good for everybody kind of you know to also listen to it once in a while like you know when reading or when studying or anything you know it's just kind of like also change from the music that you hear nowadays like the pop music and everything it's like yeah i don't know really how to explain it but i i've always felt that pop music is kind of very like a lot of beat and I've, like i found it so hectic you know and everything so i think classical music it's just many classical piece musical pieces like somehow they're kind of simple mm -hmm. and like relaxing and then you can it's like you're kind of concentrating on just one thing it's not like all these bright colors are like flashing around you right it strips music down to its bare bones minimum of the appreciation of music at its finest when it's at its most simple but also gives room to explore melodically and and texture wise um you sound like your cousin 
Deborah Shaheen, when she was visiting us uh, for Kezi's birthday, she says, um, Mozart makes babies smarter, like she was copying the babysitter in the Incredibles movie. Mozart makes babies smarter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's definitely got some got some truth to it. So what I decided to do was you probably, if you were able to hear um, my former orchestra show that I heard a, a long time ago, recorded it with a, an old friend of mine. Uh, actually, uh, the the guest I had the last time I did an orchestra show was actually um, our next door neighbor when your father used to live with us in New Jersey. Uh, so the, the crazy thing is um, it's going to be like selection pieces uh, from the Chronicles of Narnia score by Harry Gregson Williams. And that's going to be going up against a few selections of Maranatha music, which is, again, another worship band that your father and my father used to listen to a lot and kind of raise me on. But this is going to be the more instrumental orchestral side. So let's get into round number one first. We're going to be starting with Wait on the Lord by Maranatha Music.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Wait on the Lord by Maranatha Music. And that's going to be going up against Harry Gregson Williams from the Narnia soundtrack with The Wardrobe. Alright, that was The Wardrobe by Harry Gregson Williams from The Chronicles of Narnia, A Lion, Witch, and The Wardrobe, up against Wait on the Lord by Maranatha Music. I match these two because both of them pretty much make the same use of both wind and stringed instruments. Intro-wise, I love how Wait on the Lord similarly kind of started with like, even though it's a worship song, it kind of sounded like the forest setting scene of like a very old Disney fantasy movie or Night in Shining Armor type of movie. It kind of was more consistent, of course, because it's matching up with a song as opposed to having to match up with a movie. Um, so the melody didn't really change much. Um, it was just kind of just bu- building and relooping on itself, but still had a few, you know, surprises here and there um, to add like a layer or two as the song went on. The wardrobe, those opening keys, I didn't think 
the wardrobe was going to be able to beat the intro that I got from the flutes on Wait on the Lord, but it did. Um, those those keys were so gentle and smooth, and they had like a very rising, bubbly effect to it. The only thing, of course, is the ending kind of cut the adventure a little bit rough because, again, it probably had to match a sudden scene that was in the film. With the exception of the abrupt ending, the wardrobe gave me a more of adventure as it was supposed to. Wait on the Lord was more simple and a little easier to catch along. I'll give it a tie because I think Wait on the Lord will appeal to the masses more, but the wardrobe appealed to more experimental ears better. What about you, Lila? Well, it's it's hard. I mean, I liked the first one. It's like, like you said, like in the beginning, like you got that kind of forest thingy image. And I was like, you know, for a while, I'm like, oh, this sounds like some kind of Scottish old, like, mm-hmm. you know, church, you know, music. But, like, a little bit came like that. And, but then I liked how, like, there were the piano and the strings and everything. It was, like, kind of changed a little bit. And it was, in a way, it was nice that it wasn't like there was this huge extravagant ending, which I usually like, and it's, like, you know, nice, but, like, it was kind of, yes, there were some, like, extravagant parts and kind of, like, these wow, you know, like, kind of effects, but in a way, but, like, it was still subtle, you know, and I don't think the subtle was bad here either. But then, like, the wardrobe, I mean, I guess it's a little biased because I love the Narnia soundtrack, and I don't know if I'd listen to this exact recording before, but, like, I recognize it, and there's some same elements than to the music that I've listened to earlier. In the very beginning, it's like you kind of know, you want to know where it goes, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you can't just stop it. It's like you have to listen to the end. And like you said, the ending was kind of like, just like, boom. Like it wasn't like a nice ending. Like it just didn't end nicely. It was just kind of like... Cut, cut. scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but of course, you know, they had to do that for the scene. Mm-hmm where Lucy goes to the wardrobe. But overall, I did, I think I still like the wardrobe a little bit more. Because, awesome. I don't know, it was kind of exciting. And, like, when you really, really listen to it. The listeners would know in the event that one person gives a tie and the other one gives a deciding vote, your vote would overrule. So that means one point up to Harry Gregson Williams' com- compositions. And let's get into round number two, where we're going to be swapping the order once again. The Door in the Air by Harry Gregson Williams.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was The Door in the Air by Harry Gregson Williams, going up against Shepherd's Song by Maranatha Music.
Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that was Shepherd's Song by Maranatha Music, up against The Door in the Air by Harry Gregson Williams. If this was a visual show, y'all would be able to tell by the smile on my face that I thoroughly enjoyed Shepherd's Song, probably my favorite song of the show so far. It's weird because, once again, a classical take on a worship piece, yet it sounded more movie-ready than The Door in the Air. Um, when I heard the intro to Shepherd's Song, it sounds like almost like two lovers that had to find each other in the midst of a deadly battle on like a dreaded beach somewhere and they were looking at each other like is there any hope left for us and then they just decide to have like this ballroom dance right there on the beach (laughs) and then like once that's over it's like this montage of all the memories of the rest of the movie flash back before their eyes. So I could easily picture Shepard's song being like a soundtrack to like that type of scene to end the movie with. While the door in the air, it, it was cute and bouncy in the beginning, it kind of lost direction of what it wanted to do. I know it had to be more somber for the, the monologue and dialogue pieces that were in that final scene of Prince Caspian, but at the same token, it could have used a lot more direction. It didn't sound as well planned as Shepard's song. It kind of felt like the orchestra kept catching up with itself or having to come up with a freestyle idea in the moment spon- like spontaneously instead of naturally composed and pre-prepared. If you like freestyle and you can get away with a beautiful mess, you might like the door in the air better. But if you like a more well-constructed, yet also thematic vibe, I'm going to give it to Shepard's song. What about you, Lila? I'm actually really interested you think like that. Uh, I have to say door in the air. A door. The door in the air, yes. Uh, I don't know. Yes, it's true that the door in the air was kind of like, it's like you didn't really know where it was going. It was like there came this part and you were like, oh, okay, now this part came and then, oh, this part comes again. It was like kind of, it was really unpredictable. But I don't know, I, I still liked it and, you know, the choir came along and, you know, it was like there were those few elements that I really enjoyed. Uh, Shepherd's song, I it was like good as a whole, I think. And I did not think of that like as a film scene, like at all. But, you know, when you say that, it, it actually makes sense, yeah. Now I'm kind of like, yeah, but I still think it reminded me a lot about like what is it called classism era like in (laughs) classical music (laughs) like beethoven hayden and those times it like really reminded me it was like very just uh subtle like and uh just kind of joyful melody Mm -hmm. it wasn't like dramatic or anything and i don't know it was just kind of like ongoing just nice you know it i didn't get like any great feelings or like i didn't get any like mental uh images or anything mental mm-hmm. image i don't know <laughs> but um yeah like i don't know i was just kind of i just kind of thought it was nice mm-hmm. if you know what i mean yeah so i but the door in the air though it was a little like vague maybe at times i still liked it and when you know for example the choir came along and i enjoyed it mm-hmm. more that's awesome So that means whenever we have opposing votes, that means it's sort of like it never happened. So Harry Gregson Williams, who you've been rooting for so far since the beginning of the show, is still one up going into the last round. 
So let's see if he takes it away by a long shot or if Maranatha can squeeze in just one more point in there for a tie. All right. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord by Maranatha Music. Humble Thyself in the Sight of the Lord by Maranatha Music. 
Up Against the Battle by Harry Gregson Williams.
That was The Battle by Harry Gregson Williams up against Humble Thyself on the Side of the Lord by Maranatha Music. Once again, similar to the first round, I feel like if you are a diehard classical experimental orchestra fan, you'll be far more pleased by The Battle, albeit similar to The Door in the Air was very messy albeit a lot more exciting but um, for something that's gonna ring in my head longer and something that the more passive listener can easily grasp uh, Maranatha music would be the better choice so because it, I, I feel it appeals to two different audiences for two different reasons my personal preference would be humble thyself but if I take the masses into consideration from both angles I'm trying to see if I should give it a tie or give it to Maranatha Music. I'll give it a tie to be safe because I feel like if I give it to Maranatha Music, I'm going to have a lot of people attacking me because there's some diehard fans of the battle. But go ahead, Lila. Well, I actually am favoring now Humble Thyself. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, the battle, it was good. And especially in the beginning, I got some major nostalgia. <laughs> but I don't know, like... In the middle, it was like kind of the battle part or like, you know, like the dump, bump, 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 you know, like it was like it was just on and on. It was like just an ongoing thing. It's like, when is this going to stop? Right. When is kind of like the right. when is like the bright thing going to come here? Like it was a little it could have been happened. It could have happened faster. I mean, obviously, this is uh, from a battle. I'm not from a, <laughs> from a scene also. Mm -hmm. So I understand that, but like as listening to this, I just wished there would have, you know, it was just too long. And Humble Thyself, it was really interesting. I didn't like know why, but when I was listening to that, it was like uh, I heard some similarities with this piece to um, one classical piece, uh, Dvorak's uh, New World Symphony. Mm -hmm. I heard some similarities from the very beginning. I didn't know if it was just my imagination or something but i thought i heard it <laughs> anyway and i liked trumpets or those <laughs> yes. brass instruments there and all those things and it was like it was dramatic and extravagant but it wasn't i didn't think it was too much because like sometimes it's just like too much people trying to bring that kind of like dramatic effect mm -hmm. and then it just kind of like all this it's like rolled into one huge yeah. ball mm -hmm. and it's just you kind of throw it at people you know it's like it's not like pleasant to listen anymore mm -hmm. but i feel like in humble thyself it was dramatic but it was still like in a way that it was pleasant to listen yeah so i have to say now humble thyself that would imply that the show has ended in a one-one tie and yeah i just really loved this and i just like loved this whole experience talking about like great music yeah i mean it was just really fun and talking about music in general it's like great but you just like don't really do it with people thank you so much for having me it was really fun and yeah 